Hey people, what's good? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by NY Varsity Sports, Beach Volleyball National Events, and Endless Summer Beach Volleyball. I got Theo Brenner in the house. We are rolling. Starts now. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionVB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports handle. You're going to love what you hear. Cool. Hey, here we are. Listen, you ask and you shall receive because me, I got to give the people, I give the people what they want. Theo Brunner! What's good, man? Jim McNamee says Theo. So before we got on the air, we were talking about the the All-Star game, yeah. the NBA All-Star yeah. game, and it was also on my um, my um, Sports Debate Tuesday topic. How much does the new format um, – did? The, well, the question was, did the new format save the NBA All-Star game? It might have. I mean, that was awesome. Like, the All-Star game, it normally is just terrible to watch. Like, even, even the dunk contest, everything, like, I don't know. There will be some good highlights, but my wife's so into the NBA now that I actually sit down and watch everything, and I was like, oh, no, the All-Star game's going to be terrible. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the new format was awesome. I mean, every quarter mattered, so even though the quarters weren't that close, they were still trying. And then uh, we good? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the fourth quarter especially was just awesome. Like, I've never seen anything like that. Like, everyone was trying their butts off. It was, like, the most high-level game of pickup basketball, like, of all time. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan. I mean, because they just literally don't care until the last three minutes normally. They got. And, and I don't yeah, blame them. Court. Sorry, pressure court. There it is. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, they don't want to get injured. There's not a whole lot on the line. Like, they're just kind of partying that weekend. But uh, yeah, I, I was a big fan. Yeah, for me. Almost like, to the point I was like, man, if every single game was like yeah. this, it would almost be too fun to watch. So it, well, it would start to lose At least the first three quarters, I had something to play for. Like yeah. the, the winner, you know, char- there are yeah. charity um, charity implications. Um, sorry, I'm going to turn the game down. I'll talk. I'm okay. multitasking. Okay, okay, okay. Um, my God, if I, didn't, if I did not have her, Cameron, where you are, where you at, Cameron? This is Miranda Gagne. This is my hostess with the Moses. There she is. Um, so for me, every year you, you you watch these guys smile at each other while they're you know the the guy playing defense is like wild yeah. by the person's yeah. dunk and you they're anything but they're 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 two seconds shy from like fist fist bumping and yeah, yeah. and bro hugging yeah. uh, you know after you just got dunked on it looked yeah, like a New York yeah. Knicks game for yeah. Christ's sakes um, so um, <laughs> everybody except maybe Russell Westbrook is like that. And now Giannis, which yeah. I very much appreciate. So go yeah, ahead. man. <laughs> nah, perfect. So for me, I got tired of watching games like that. And this All Star game in the beginning, it it, it kind of looked like more of the same. And you're like, get ready. Yeah. You know, I'd rather watch ice melt. Uh, but then something happened. Giannis blocked a shot from um, uh, LeBron, yeah. a jump shot, and yeah. LeBron's just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna give me the open jump? Fine, I'm gonna pick your pocket on the yeah. on the ensuing series. And then then it got all personal. Now and then the refs who thought they had the day off, <laughs> yeah, going charges. Kyle Lowry just trying to take like ten charges in the last five minutes. That was awesome. Yeah. Then you see like three players coming at the ref is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought I had the fucking day yeah. off. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So there goes Dougie Fresh. Hey, buddy, hope all is well. Doug Namashento. Um, we're definitely going to answer some of these. A whole bunch of questions are popping up now, but um, I definitely wanted to talk about that a little bit um, because moving the volleyball noodle. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I like the scoring freeze, and I think that's um, a lot of people didn't like it in the beginning. I hate it. And, and I used to love it. No good. I freaking hey, hate it now because yeah. of Hawaii. 
Ricardo hates it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Ricardo no, no, hates no. it. No, I, Hawaii, I just, you were right there, right? No, we were. Uh, we had 2015 yeah. up 1 0 after coming through the freaking qualifier. And like the freeze had been so good to me up until that point. I even, uh, me and John had won Hermosa down, I think, 14 11 in yeah. the third. And I was like, man, I love the freeze because it's good. Like I, I can score points in bunches. So right. I feel like it was perfect for me. And then, yeah, that 2015 nightmare scenario yeah. took what would have been like the greatest tournament, most memorable tournament ever, and made it into like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I think it's a good, I like the rule and I appreciate what it does. Yeah. And I hate, I don't hate anything more in the sport than people winning like a hard fought match. You see it all the time on the FIVB. Um, like some crazy match going the distance and then someone gets a trick lace and it's over. And I think it's like, it's like blasphemy to the sport and it should be eliminated somehow. And this freeze eliminates it in its own way. Um, so I like it for that. Yeah. How electric was the atmosphere there? Since I brought it up and we, and you know, we're, we're already, we already, we already (laughs) dived in, right? We're neck, we're, we're neck deep on that. Um, how was the atmosphere? I only, cause I didn't make the trip. Yeah. Um, and I, I only got a chance to see a couple of matches in the f- highlighting the finals. It just seemed like it was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously it was kind of Taylor's home. You know, he's from <clears throat> Hawaii, so they had a lot of fans. But I think we actually had more support. First of all, no one ever cheers for me and John when we play together. Like I'm pretty like low key. No one really. I don't. I'm not real charismatic on the court. And John, like for some reason, people just don't like. Other than appreciating how good he is, yeah. if you're like a volleyball guy. Uh-huh. He's just kind of like got that like attitude, kind of hangs his head a lot. Yeah. So people tend to root against him. So me and John, it's like nobody cheers for us. But that tournament, I think just the fact that we were so dead, like in warmups, we could barely jump. Like we're both like looking at the ground, our head spinning and we're trying to play. So we actually it was a good kind of everyone cheering for everything. And even though it was a super painful match, I think once it got to the third set and like me and John didn't just fold after giving up that big lead. Yeah. It ended up being like a great match to watch, and it's one that, like, I'm almost ready to go back and watch it and appreciate. It was a really good match. So I share your sentiment, <laughs> Theo Brunner. I share your sentiment again. I didn't make the trip. I, I was coaching uh, a bunch of teams, and some of the guys picked me up because they knew I was going to travel with them. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, if I'm all in, I'm all in. You yeah, know, Earl Schultz, Big Pearl. Uh, He's good, by the way. Jake, Jake Arrieta, huh? He's good. Earl. Yeah. We played yeah. him in Chicago qualifier. Yeah. I was, I was very like, <laughs> You're <guy>. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, too bad yeah. one of us ain't gonna make yeah, it. You yeah. Know? yeah, but for Earl, um, I picked him up for Hermosa Beach and some of Manhattan Beach, and that was the first time they made the draw. So it was mm-hmm. big for him after seven tries. Jake Arudia, young upstart, yeah. Yeah. resident knucklehead. Um, yeah, yeah, I said it. Um, so yeah, so for me, they knew I was going to come to New York. Uh, Jeff, I worked with Jeff Samuels as well, mm-hmm. Jeff, and I was Rafu's analytics coach, um, not for Ed, but for Rafu. Yeah, and um, and I would have loved to make that trip, but because of the the way you guys played, so you couldn't play anymore. The fans took the journey with you, like you said, it, it wasn't the team that everyone particularly cheers for, but they see your ups and downs. Um, you wear your heart in your sleeve sometimes. Uh, Hayden stays a little bit introverted, yeah, but. Through through just keeping it about playing, keeping about competing, as uh, people started caring, they became emotionally invested. Yeah. I know some people were sad when you didn't. I I was sad when you didn't win. Yeah, no, I got. I think yeah, much more so than normally when we lost. Um, I think people just felt like we literally. I've never given that much in a tournament. I don't believe John's ever given that much in a tournament before the final. Like. Uh-huh. 
he was literally like, I thought he was going to have to go to the hospital. He was passed out on the trainer's table. Yeah. They were poking him. I was like, uh, should we check on John? Like, he seems kind of out of it. Yeah. And they're, they're poking him. And he's like, what? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's 40, 46, I think. And yeah. playing that much volleyball. And, and man, I have so, so many props to John for sticking with me after we, I didn't have, I only had two tournaments out of the four for points. Yeah. We got a Which tournament did you have to qualify for again? I forgot. You came in Chicago as and right. Hawaii. Um, wow. So, so I just, so playing Chicago, I still just had two tournaments after that. I was just replacing. Um, so, yeah, I was bringing him down. I was just, I totally would have understood if he was like, hey, man, I, I'm going to, you know, play with someone else, get in the main draw. I would have been like, cool. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he stuck it out. It's about them points. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we made the final. And I'm really bummed I couldn't get him another win yeah. and give him he that. He seems... He seems loyal to people who are who are putting in the work, though, right? I mean, some people yeah. they they feel like they, they got to do what's right for business, right? And I get that because at the end of the day, this this is a business, and and um, some people make um, their money from the from the prize, and some people make their money from sponsors and and just just showing up and being yeah. being in these semifinals or in these game situations. So, uh, but he he seems like a loyal dude, you know. Where you know money's important, but that's the this, he strikes me as, as the kind of guy where there's some things that go beyond money um am i right about that i think so i, th- I think he's he's a good guy um i mean he definitely i think he's known for like scrimping and johnny jamba was his name uh <laughs> making the most out of his whatever three thousand dollar gift card with, with jamba juice but uh i think in the end yeah we had a, a pretty good bond i mean he stuck with try forever too yeah um and and yeah i think that spoke to to his character that he stuck with me yeah uh, even though we got together late in the season yep um but yeah i think we had kind of a, a bond and he wasn't willing to to throw that away for yeah. a short-term gain so i appreciate that very much i also thought the two of you together i mean at the time um with styles making matchups i thought in the international scene you guys could have made a big dent like john is already used to a bunch of those people um there's there's a a winner's mentality you know and it's weird isn't yeah. it weird how styles make matchups like trevor like trevor didn't win everyone's getting on him about not winning an avp but he's yeah. won like two fivbs two three stars with um with um three jo- yeah with john may which is equivalent to austin or, or Seattle, mm. right? You got one. You got one or two yeah, good teams to beat. If, if you are who you say I you are, I hate that they give the yeah. same looking medal for all those tournaments. It annoys me. I do. <laughs> and, I, and I got a, I got a second in a three star last year, and I was like, uh, okay, yeah. Put it like hide this one. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd take my bronze in like a fully loaded tournament. Like crop day. out the check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you crop out yeah, the check yeah. and you take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's a pro. What's the money? Oh, <laughs> oh you're gonna do that. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, you're really yeah. gonna do that. <laughs> they should just show like the total total tournament winnings on the check and just lie to everybody. And be like, oh, that's seventy five thousand. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> just market it. Yeah. Shit. So, <laughs> we're gonna. My god, they're just lighting it up. Best blocker, Theo Brunner. Can't wait to watch you again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I have a huge follow. <laughs> East Coast. Troy, did I see a Troy Field on there? Yeah. Troy's just mad I'm not practicing Rocket League right now. Yes. Will Troy ever make it to champ in Rocket League? Yes. Troy, what, put, Troy puts the work. It's this. What is Rocket every, League? It's the stupidest little most fun game ever. It's this PlayStation game. He might play it on Nintendo Switch. It's these cars you drive around. It's like car soccer. And the cars also rocket up in the air. So it's a super high skill cap. We started playing together. For me, like video games, is like a fun little outlet. Um and I found out he played, and so we bonded. And when my wife was gone in uh, New York visiting my family, um, 
we played a, a ton. So, and now she's about to go to Greece with my daughter to see her family. And then I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's, let's rank up. As soon as she's gone, I'm letting you know. Nice. And we're doing it. And it's good. He's very good. Nice. We need to know. Not stupid. <laughs> Troy Field. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed he's listening to this yeah. right now. You um, you should be training. You generate a, a large amount of fans from the East Coast, uh, from the indoor scene. Um, me, I've been coaching indoor for 21 years. I've been playing for 30. So, one of the people I knew about before I got neck deep into this whole beach thing five years ago, um, where where people like you is it? Does that come from just you um, spending some time on the East Coast? Um, did <laughs> where the hell did that come from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, when was the last Pottstown Rumble you were in? I don't know. Right? I mean, I guess there's it's just a small. You know, it's a small volleyball world out there. So, yeah, it's I love going back to Connecticut. Um, I haven't been able to play any, like, the, the beach and grass tournaments in a while, but I really want to again. What part of Connecticut again? Uh, Ridgefield. So so food's, I would play. Food's so good there, man. <laughs> in, Ridge, it? in Connecticut, East Coast, yeah. Italian food is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but New, I miss New those. Yorker. Yeah, I miss those tournaments. Um, like the Winstead triples yeah. in Connecticut. Yeah, the, the threes, I, right? The threes, yes. Yeah. I won that a couple times, and man, that was so much fun. We, I finished second tw- uh, twice. Hugo, uh, who's always in the tournaments, he, he used to coach um, uh, New Haven. He was a setter. Oh, yeah. He was a setter for Peru national team. You, you, and he's older now, and you, you, you might not see him play. But and again, I'm giving away my age. But um, I've been a second twice, and it was and it was him. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I sat. I, it was crazy because I didn't know how to play threes. I was. Um, so we just game, used one fun. blocker. We used the one blocker where everyone That's else what was we using two. You know, so we did one. I was yeah. Like, uh, I was playing with yeah five ten Brazilian guy. Yeah. And then a six foot guy who couldn't jump. No. So I was like, I just stay in the back. You know the cool thing is, like a lot of these setters who are using their peripherals to see where you are to back set a set outside, you could head fake so many of them. You could take like a jerk, oh, yeah. jerk step to the right, and when he goes to the back set, he either sets into the block or he or he botches the set yeah. because he sees you moving yeah. last minute. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. I wonder how many setters actually are like always looking because if they are, yeah, you, yeah. you set against them. I mean, it's just like someone who looks a super long time yeah. on the beach. Those are the people you don't even want to like them. serve tough. Just just serve yeah. in system. Let them, let them. Oh yeah, you know, there's certain guys like get, if get I'm blocking well, I'm like, no, get them back, get them back in system. Like stop serving because he's gonna compete set. Really, me, me and John against uh, Tim Baumgren. Yeah, and came shock in the 2018 Manhattan. Yeah. Like, we kept getting him out of system and it was just weird stuff from came and Tim was putting him up really well. And we're like, all right, like he's on the left side. He doesn't mm-hmm. like it. Just pop him the ball. <laughs> and then of course we started playing much better defense. So. Miranda, can you pull up um, Manhattan MBO top 10 plays? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to, and when you get to Theo, just we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, yes, yeah, so it was one of those things where like for, for um, if the other blocker, <laughs> I just saw LT. That? Sorry. Ask him how preseason training is going. <laughs> They're terrible. going hard on you on that one, man. We're, LT is just terrible. I saw another one. Where is it? Not the Rocket League. I saw one that says, um, I'm a player from Florida, but the word is on the streets that Theo don't train hard. <laughs> Any truth to this? Donnie Bass. <laughs> I could see where you would get that from, but let me just tell you this. like Everybody who's ever played with me had that impression and then mm-hmm. doesn't have that impression after. But... Uh, I think that comes from that that uh, idea. Like, if I have any kind of ache and pain in these last couple of years, I've been 
injured like constantly with this calf thing. This is the first year I feel yeah. good. Um, I learned like I, I, I re-injured myself so many times just trying to do the like go all out every single point at practice. And uh, I just kept hurting myself. So yeah. so now like if that happens, I'm like, all right, I'm going to you know, yeah. just work on work on waiting vision, the minimalist approach, uh, which I learned from John Hyden. So you can't criticize yeah. it. <laughs> well, he's got longevity, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, Reed, Reed Pretty had a conversation with him about the way they trained for indoor for the national team and yeah. how, how grueling that was. Yeah. Um, and me as a former indoor player, I look back and I'm like, me, these people are fucking crazy. Why? They did that to prepare for a tournament or to prepare for a match. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen when the match starts? So he just he started eating differently. He started his training, you know, is low impact. And I mean, on a general level, the beach, yeah. anything you do on the beach is going to be low impact. Yeah. Anything in the weight room, you make sure you, 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 you monitor that and you mediate that. So how much of you being healthy this year had something to do with the way you train? Oh, I mean, I mean a lot. Uh, and a lot of it's just figuring yourself out over the, you know. Yeah six years now i've been playing like i found kind of what works and what doesn't the best ways to stay in shape the best ways to get injured so i'm kind of starting to figure that out and really like yeah playing with john was was eye-opening because he does a lot of things a lot differently than others um and that kind of gave me the confidence to be like all right, i just need to do what i need to do right make so, the changes i need so to it's, make it's, and not it's just 2018 show up. yeah yeah sorry she's pulling up uh we got one from 2017 which is pretty cool yeah, you looked at that post about training, and, we're, and to quote Conor McGregor, you said, "Who the fuck is that guy?" <laughs> I respect it. He's honest. No, that's so. listen. That's the podcast too, yeah. I'm, where I'm, as I'm a kid from Brooklyn, and I'm also too old for bullshit. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, we're gonna there's gonna be this level of, of candidness yeah, yeah, yeah. every. No, I like it. And I think I'm easing you in. I ain't trying to. Bl- I promise you, I ain't trying to blindside you. No, 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 But no. these are these these are fan questions, and again, you have a huge. You have a um, probably a, a bigger following than you think you have on the East Coast. So, um, LT, yeah. Oh my God, Theo is a great role model and has mastered efficient. I think he mostly training. means that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, LT, start using the Mikasa, please, so I can go to your practices more. Yes, he's using the Wilson, and man, I just you can't go back and forth. You really can't because the margin for error. Uh, as far as the Wilson's concern, is more forgivable. Than, oh, so than, much. Than, like, than, like when you pass the Mikasa float and then yeah. you pass the Wilson, you're like, oh, like. Not just that you're served. Technique. Not just that you're served a space, and yeah. like some of your hitting, if you miss the Mikasa, you miss a little bit. That's the oh, difference yeah. between just missing or whatever, where the AVP has a little bit more drop. And guys, we're not talking about the Mikasa King of the Beach, which. Um, which is a sub for the Spalding, the black and white, because that one, even if you miss, you can't. Yeah. You can't miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely make my Mikasa. Maybe they should sponsor you. Be awesome. Hey, I'll take it. I've learned to love the ball over time. I used to hate it. I'd be like, man, it's so hard to pass freaking floats. Yes. So, Mikasa, are you, listen- <laughs> are you listening? This man was down and he came. he's come full circle. And Wilson's negative for me right now because uh, I was back in the qualifier. They sent all the main draw players balls before Hawaii. Yeah. But not me. So, Mikasa going up. Wilson going Go down right now. So. <laughs> I don't know why I keep looking this way. I keep looking at the questions. We're de- we're go- we're basically gonna scroll up, and we're gonna we're gonna okay, take okay. we're gonna take these one at a time. Um, are you into baseball at all? No. No. Even though, yeah, my yeah, parents whole... were not big sports fans, so. Yeah. All the stuff I watch now, I kind of took on later, and I think baseball is not something people latch on to later in life in general. So, 
I would say NBA more right. than anything at the moment. That's um, Hermosa Beach, 2018. I'm looking for NBO, 2018. <laughs> this poor girl. Because <laughs> I, I did the same thing for Rob Diorara. Yeah. And, and Hermosa Beach, he had eight blocks in a okay, game. Okay. And I had Phil Barrow as my guest. And he's yeah. like, really? He's like, all, all the great videos, all these great digs I got, the video you're going <laughs> to... She's laughing right now. He said, the video you're going to pull up was when I get blocked eight, I got blocked eight times. <laughs> Interesting guy. Interesting guy. Well-traveled. You, you yeah. Know, Right now, he's the only guy to play a volleyball tournament on all seven continents. He played in Antarctica, mm. made that made that grueling trip. So, right now, I so. had no idea there was a tournament yeah. in Antarctica. Interesting guy. I mean, he's not again. He's not on the um, on the radar, the AVP radar, because of the you know if you're not in the draw, you're not in the radar. Yeah. Um, but as far as interesting people are concerned, he's, he's definitely. I mean, it was it was great. We went. Yeah. On, I think we went almost two hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, today's awesome. an hour. I know yeah. you're, you're on a tight schedule, and I'm respecting that. But um, these podcasts, I know, can go one and they could go three, and yeah. if, um, it's great. So the reason why I brought baseball up, there's a whole signal stealing thing with like the Houston Astros. Heard about and it. And I was attempting to steer that into volleyball, like how important um, does that happen, and how often does that happen? I mean, I don't know. So yeah. I've heard from older players telling me mm-hmm. that they're they had strong suspicions about, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm, you know. Yeah. This is just what I've heard. I have no idea. I've never seen it, but uh, <clears throat> but I've heard that uh, certain countries. I guess maybe I won't name the countries, but uh, have had coaches in the back, and then they'll do something depending on what the call was. Because it would be so easy. Yeah, you just sit behind the other team, clap your hands if it's line, uh, yeah. pump your fist if it's angle, and it's or, the easiest thing ever. Or if they can see you, just go. So there's been some games. Yeah, that's a two block. <laughs> yeah, there's been some games with Nick uh, mm-hmm. when he and I were playing together internationally in big games. He'd be like, "Hey man, like, like I feel like they they're on to us somehow. Like, let's just talk about our calls." So we would just do that. So, mm-hmm. and I'm actually surprised they didn't do that in baseball. Like how they couldn't. I can't believe that they like throw fingers still in like such a big sport hit like garbage that. Garbage cans. <laughs> like, Guy hit a garbage can twice. I know. Every time yeah, pitch, it was uh, super shady. Up. Yeah. But how are they like? It's, it's almost like asking for people to steal their calls if they're just yeah. like, boop, like, yeah, and everyone's true. watching. Like, Well, and, I mean, they do it anyway. Whoever's on second base, yeah. you know, they're probably going to clap their hands twice, show the batter or whatever. Uh, third base coaches are trying to take a peek, but in the manner how the Astros did it, they did it on video. They videoed yeah. it, and then they, they transmitted. And this takes seconds to do because this, so, so that makes it highly, oper- um, like, operational like yeah. it's 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 systematic cheating yeah. because they give themselves just enough time to alert the batter before the pitch is thrown you know off a of video camera yeah. and there was allegedly there was a buzzer you know Altuve yeah, hit a home run and sometimes they rip at your jersey and the whole time and i saw him they showed him on a replay in slow motion don't touch my jersey don't touch my jersey and then when he was asked why he's like oh my wife don't like people touching like, my jersey and i'm just like yeah i saw something about a tattoo or he had a bad tattoo or something yeah i don't know just, I'll I'll tune in once in a while on ESPN I mean, and see all this stuff. I don't know much about it. But just it definitely seems super just, shady, and that's it is shady because and and it's upsetting because he's already good. The guy's like about five foot something, right? Doesn't really have a strike zone. You throw over the plate, he crouches. The ump calls high, so it's bad enough. The only way to throw a strike at him is you have to throw. You yeah. have to literally throw straight over the plate. And so, in addition to having a small strike zone, being a high IQ player, he's getting signals too. Holy fucking shit! Yeah. So, now, and the other reason why I asked is uh, last year, like I'm, I, I've done some coaching for Rafu, and I'm listed as his coach. So I'm watching the game, and the refs like, if you're his coach, you have to be in the box. But Rafu and Ed, I 
do not, I do not want to be in that box because when they're yeah. winning, it's fine, and when they're losing, they're spastic. And I, and at the time, I didn't know Ed that well. They, yeah. or is it Rafu? Rafu, <laughs> yeah. he's the fire. I can't imagine yeah. Ed like losing. No. Rafu, I'm a big Rafu fan by I the way. Know, so of course, he's, he's awesome. He knows we yeah. ain't casting <laughs> any aspersions no, on no. Rafu. I knew, uh, I knew Rafu before his, I was here. His serve, his, his arm yeah. is so gnarly. I used to play him in the Norsecas before he came to the AVP. Yeah. So I like as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, watch Wait, out. What, and wasn't he one of the teams you had to beat to get to the finals when you won? Um, you won Hermosa last year. You got it. Uh, we actually lost. You just had it. You just had it. We actually lost to them in the winners bracket. And mm-hmm. they sent us to the losers bracket. I think it was a very close match, and they might have won. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think they won an extra points, both sets that we lost, uh, and sent us to the losers. Then they lost to Billy and Ryan, so we didn't see them in the final. Right. Okay. But they're good. But then we played them in that MBO, beat them to make the semi, and I was like limping around that whole game, and then I pulled out of the tournament. Sorry. So look up 2018 MBO top ten, AVP. That's it. Cause I have a whole bunch, and yeah. she, she, she I, and right now she's found every single one, man. and and I actually have it on on my file. But um, yeah. So it's so for me, the coach is like, you have to be in the box or 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 whatever. So what I did every, every time he played, I just went to the players' tent. You know what I'm okay. saying? They got they got a good TV there. They got the couch. Um, you know, and actually, honestly, once I I got a team into the draw, once I got Jake and Earl in the draw, I didn't feel like that much of an imposter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, there's there's something to be said about people who are already coaching teams who are already in the draw. Good for you, John Mayer. Good for you, you know, um, whomever. Rich Lamborn, hardworking guy. Good for you too. But when you when you punch your own ticket, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're not, you know, good. Yeah, yeah. again, you're not an imposter. Yeah, so, sure. so I feel I feel like a, a you know, um, part of the family a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things I wanted I wanted to ask about still uh, signal stealing because FIVB there's no coach in a box anyway. No, right? Yeah, they're no, they're in the can't, stands. Every can't time. talk to them. Yeah. So so one way or another, they're going to videotape you anyway, and they're gonna then and if anyone does their job like they should, yeah. they there's math me there's me there's mathematical patterns like I watch you on your signal calling and um and I'll watch oh, yeah. and I'm I'll sure watch and I'll watch two matches and and I watch how you start. And I watch what you change, and I watch how many times you change it. And um, there's weird. It is different yeah. based off who I play, though. Yeah, sometimes sure. it's psychology, but you'll be you'll be surprised oh, yeah. how many players I, yeah. how many players are math uh, mathematically doing it um, in a similar way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it matters a lot who mm-hmm. you're playing because certain guys like certain guys on D and blocking like they're reactive. They'll change based off what you've just done, and then other guys are like proactive so they're like all right you know they either just got me or didn't get me on this i'm expecting this change to take place so i'm gonna be ready so like i just bounce a bunch of angle on the ones they're gonna t- i saw them talk to each other now they're gonna run a four so i'm gonna see the four and bounce it there it is yeah and if you can preempt that then it's it's huge so it is it's, it's... So yeah depending who i play i chat i don't think i'm probably am pretty patterned i mean like most blockers you start with a bunch of ones yeah um but yeah, I guess you probably could have reduced me down to some easy numbers. <laughs> so, no, shoot. Ninety-eight percent chance but he blocks like, line. Email on this questions one. too. I got email questions here. Signals dealing with blah blah blah. Um, who's the most intense partner you played with? Most intense. They can be Ooh. intense where they're it's internal, or they could be intense where they're wound tight. Um, like I mean, I played with, I guess a lot of like guys that are wound tight. Um, I mean, Nick was wound super tight. 
much was, more so it. before he started playing with Phil, um, yeah. with everybody he played with. Um, John is intense. Todd Rogers was sneaky, sneaky intense. Like he appeared super calm all the time, but like when things went wrong, or if I messed up something real easy, uh-huh. explosion. So, yeah. you, so you know it's just like simmering yeah, in there. That's not it. Keep going. Let it go. That's John Mayer. I um, um John. So no, but you're right. So who? So tell me one more time. It was Hayden, right? Most intense. Honestly, it, it was several. It was uh, Nick. Nick was for sure yeah. super intense. You Todd Rogers, Hayden, and uh, you won with him in 2013. Yeah, in Huntington. Right. Yeah. That's um, cool. And Reed was pretty damn intense too. So. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God. Who is the best conditioned uh, athlete you played with? Oh Nick, hands down. Nick Lucena. Just doesn't get tired. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because he, he doesn't even like. You don't really see him on the bike or like he's just a freak of nature. Like yeah. he works hard, don't get me wrong. But uh but it's not like he's you That's know it. running on the treadmill all day. But the guy can just go forever in any temperature and just keep jumping and swinging. It's it's pretty impressive. Let's take a look at this for a sec. Let's see if you can pull it up. Had a block party the last episode of the top 10 and this one is oh, hosted by Theo Brunner. Theo doesn't just get one block. Your face, Troy, if you're still watching. He doesn't just get three your face, blocks. Your he face. doesn't just get four blocks. Oh, yeah. He doesn't <laughs> just get five blocks. He doesn't just get six blocks. He doesn't just get seven blocks. This is the opposite of when I played him in New York this year. Oh, just getting tooled every <laughs> single time. That was it. I had to put the top ten. And that comes, that comes with a sound. Like on the playback. Okay, so. okay. So for the people listening, they actually hear the music and, and me screaming my brains out, not just one, not just two, not just three, not just four. <laughs> Count it all the way up to eight. <laughs> they could appreciate that. Um, partners you um, learn the most from, volleyball IQ-wise? Uh, it's tough because if, if you, if you, I know people feel like if you, if you pick one, you're not, you know, you're not. You, you might not be you might be shunning the other, but we're being honest here. No, yeah, I don't I don't mind that. I would say I would say Nick um and and Hayden. Probably Hayden the most. Yeah. He's just got such like a smart and simple way of playing the game. He's a pretty good communicator. Um and he more than anybody is like, All right, we have this issue as a team, so we're just gonna go fix this issue uh whereas the normal thing is like you talk about that issue you sort of try to do it at practice but then you want to win the drill so who's your coach so what's that who's your coach now yeah uh nobody okay so uh sorry so mark fishman's helping us out but oh. he lives he lives in the east coast so right. he comes out every couple weeks yeah um and then lt a little bit also so when we can get out with lt we i do. like that yeah well you're looking for a video room breakdown guy i'm your man i did it for um years i did it for lmu for john mayer and um a year later they won the wcc so it's like for me and it's like for me everywhere i go they're they're, i'm not trying to brag but everywhere i go everyone's gotten better i I took on jake and earl they make they make they try they try to qualify seven times only they've only done it once right now (laughs) so um yeah but that's a whole nother conversation so um yeah john so his best condition uh, partner was Case Beer, because he's like just like what you said as far as gas tanks are concerned, just from beginning to end, you know. So I was just interested. That's why I asked mm. you that. I was like, who's the who's the guy from like Bell to Bell? Looks like one hundred, just a hundred, you know, a hundred percent out. Yeah, I was looking at the FIVB um, points rankings, and they look like um, they're, they're they're. I'm not saying outside looking in. 
But um, with a few tournaments left, if they keep playing and try and Trevor keep playing, they're probably not going to make it, right? Trevor and try? No, um, Theo. I mean, Nick and Phil. Oh, no. I think they're ahead of Trevor and try, essentially. On points, they're not. Not in points, but yeah. given that they didn't play that many tournaments um, and that they're, I think they're world champs in five-star tournaments, which are like, I don't know, the swing okay. tournaments are better. Is that, is so that even though it appears that they're behind their head. Is that where, sure. But is that where USA Volleyball arbitrarily kind of does their thing? No, it'll be just straight where yeah. you end up in the world. Because we, um, be we, we just looked it up. He, they're like, it's trying Trevor, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, but but what did you look up? Total points out of for the twelve tournaments. Um, yeah. Um, because yeah. that would be because I don't think Phil and Nick have eight, if right. I'm correct. Ah, so, okay. Uh, or they don't have twelve. I mean, good, good so, because we were just talking about this on Sports Every Tuesday, and I understand it's like the top fifteen spots, and then there's um, but it's it's um, very continental very, championships and there's tournaments yeah. that are automatic bids. Right there, were, there was I think there's one left. Yeah, but those don't, the USA doesn't honor those. So you can go, like, I could go win that, and right. it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't go. So, so I think, I don't know. I, I think guess. it's fine. They, they have that just yeah. for the world champs. If you win that, you'll go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those other tournaments, I don't know. That's a new addition. I haven't really thought about it much. It's a little blurry, but. but yeah, it's, it's very close. I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't come down to the last five-star. Um, I think it's going to. I yeah. think because um, the four stars, it's hard to really like. Someone's gonna have to medal or win like a yeah. few four stars to make a big difference because the points are lower. Um, they are. So if you end up with fifths and ninths, it's kind of a wash with everybody. But but then you get a fifth and a five star, and all of a sudden it's like winning a four star, if not better. Is there a huge point differential between very winning big. and and fifth? Very big, and the world champs is a very uh, an even bigger difference. Yeah. So that so that was huge for Trevor and Try. But then I think they, they had a couple tough. They got maybe a 25th in Stad, yeah. a 17th in Rome, and that, that could come back to haunt them in a big way. So Yeah. I think for Trevor and Try, um, we had this conversation earlier in the podcast about how styles make matchups. They've done really well in the international scene. Yeah. Um, just just their, their, their way of playing. You know, Try being able to jump set, his option's pretty good. Um, uh, similar to... Um, some of the other European teams, yeah. um, Mull and there you don't, I don't, you don't see them option at all. They just won't. <laughs> no. Yeah, not a lot. So, yeah, um, Mull will now and then. Yeah, but they don't force it a ton. No, they don't. Cause, cause, and I like that as a general. <clears throat> if they ain't something you see with your own two eyes, yeah. or at least in some kind of peripheral. You're not, you're not optioning. Po- with power being the exception that yeah. rewrites the rule, right? Good yeah. things happen when you hit the shit out of it. Yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> for sure. So, which good. I don't no, know much about. No, so. good, because for me, for me, I look at I look at how uh, the format's supposed to be, right? And I look at, um, and and I, sometimes I make presumptions because I'm going by what the information I'm getting. So yeah. sometimes I just ask people who are in the middle of it and who, and who talk to people. So eternally grateful for that, for that one. Cool. So oh, yeah. Yeah. just looking down at email questions... Yeah, I mean, all the international stuff is just confusing. So I yeah. think if you're not doing it all the time, it's like, what the hell is going on? It's like, who's where and what counts for what? Chris Chips, good insight on the points. So crazy. Chris Chips is the the owner of uh, founder of CBD. Okay. Um, yeah, and um, and, a, and a New Yorker, longtime friend oh. of mine. Okay, and, awesome. Yeah, and he he actually hooked oh, up. Oh no, I yeah, you know, I, Chips, I saw him right? in Hawaii. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I. I think he, he sent me a video of me and uh, Derek Olson beating him in like 2000, 
2009 or yeah. 2010. Is it Coney Island? My first tournament I qualified for. Yeah. Yeah. That was Coney yeah, Island? That was, that that was, was Brooklyn? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Callie Bear. <laughs> there it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good guy, though. I've known yeah, him for a yeah. long time. I got a cool story for him because since this is a podcast, we know this isn't like an interview. We're just, we're yeah. just talking. Um, Central Park Volleyball, right? There's two courts in the middle of Central Park. Thank you, John Stossel, wherever you are. Tore down the one, built two. 110 grand. The guy from 2020. The, he um, did? The journalist oh. guy. He's he's an active volleyball player. 63 really? years old. Oh, no way. Um, killer poker games on Friday night. Um, and I I think um, whoever Miles Evans, Miles Evans stayed at this place last last year. I okay. Mean, for AVP Manhattan. Hmm. Um, sorry, AVP New York. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm in college right now. I'm in Marymount, Manhattan, studying theater. So I have to put volleyball on the shelf. So my birthday comes, July 26. And it's the week that people are trying to train for Coney Island. So a lot of people that don't want to make the trip to Long Beach, you know, uh, where you get the beach atmosphere, yeah. they just play there. So it's my birthday. And there's a whole bunch of people training in the Central Park and everybody's like, oh, there's kind of a weight, you know, or are we, you know, we're using the court to train and this and that. And Chris is like, he's, Chris, Chris comes up, are you training or are you playing? And they're like, we're playing. And he's like, Jason, play with me play with me and, and he said just stay at the net and do do your indoor thing because i'm six one but my wingspan six eight yeah Ooh. so so I'm, I'm i'm a sneaky blocker okay i'm a sneaky <laughs> fucking blocker you know um so he just said just stay up at the net and i'm like you, you like to play right side he's like you play right side i'm good i'm left-handed you know so unless i'm comfortable like you and me play for a year i could play both sides I'm yeah better. so play two sets i get like 10 blocks I get 10 blocks because he keeps head faking and so when people try to reverse they forget that this short this six this undersized guy can you yeah. know has an extra six inches yeah. to swat your shit so um <laughs> and i have a lot of memories of the guy i mean he was a club promoter for a while we go out we go out dancing and all that stuff and mm. and let me tell you something there's nothing in the world watching a white guy dance there's nothing in the world nothing in the world watching a white guy okay he ain't got the moves i mean you know he's not he's not someone you would consider a soul or this or that but there's nothing like nothing in the world like watching a white guy just just fucking tear it up because he's loving it and he means it but yeah. the memory i got is he was like you know come up and play um um and we just Two games, and he's, awesome. like, and he's like, you want to play? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I think I got an indoor game. I got a, I got, I got a New York <laughs> Urban game. I got, a, I got a bounce. So, you know, but to me it was disappointing because they've always used me um, to help them prepare for outdoor tournaments. And mm -hmm. I always use them to help me prepare for the indoor season. Yeah. Just, you know, there's no wind. You're in the sand. Um, you come back indoor, you're just a more aggressive blocker. Yeah, for um, sure. Because, it's really good for all around you're not, skills. You're not yeah. filling holes. It's not yeah. a scheme. You're just you're just reaching over. You're just more yeah. aggressive. Your um, defense, your digging's better. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. You know, you're taking. Someone's trying to pass with their hands on a free ball. You're doing this with the forearms yeah. above their hands. So, so for me, that like I've always been with them. So I was a little disappointed. I'm like, oh, today because y'all doing AVP, y'all don't know me. You know, yeah. so but so Chris, wherever you are out there, you fixed he he fixed that for me, and he remembers that. He remembers that. <laughs> and the cool thing is, last year in Manhattan Beach, he, um, he won, actually won our first round with Bobby Jones. Oh, he really? Jelks and um, somebody else. And I'm like, it took an hour and hour and 25 minutes to do it. Marathon match. Yes. Oh, you know man. why? Because he was taking these long breaks. He'd fall oh, okay, down, okay. he'd stay down, right? Then when he got up, he'd get on one knee. And on one <laughs> knee, he'd stay there. And then he'd get up, he'd put a hand up. He dust off, dust off, dust off. And then when he's about to receive serve, he goes to the sideline, he throws up. He literally threw up. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you do? Did you sleep him the fucking death? <laughs> 
that's kind of like that's like the Jeremy K. Spear method. Like he'll ace you and then just like spend like thirty seconds walking back to line. You're like, come yeah. on, man. Like, you could do side bends and you. You're just yeah. like you get all anxious. Yeah. It's like the people that uh, when they're float serving, they just they drop the ball like they're about to toss it, and then they just hold it there. And you're like, what? All right, it's just yeah. you're just upsetting me right now. Like, why are you doing that? And it's good for like probably an ace a game. But then you get a lot of anger points. I look at people like that, Theo, and you know what I tell them? And I'm going to say this to the camera. Could you please hurry up and fucking serve before they <laughs> before someone has an idea to change the rules yeah, because yeah. the game's not fast enough. You know That's what I'm like saying? F-I-B-B. The last FIBB, yes. eight seconds. Boop, you got to go. Good. Yeah. Indoor. Do you know, I, I was um, co- uh, coached um, NCAA for 12 years, but I'll bring you back to Baruch College. Uh, we're playing someone, I don't know. Maybe Springfield, maybe Rutgers. Dude has this serve, jump serve ritual. Bounces the ball a few uh, times. Holds the ball out in front of him like a D-hole, right? Um, and like now, a big and person, right? And he's holding it and he's out there. So you know what we did? I had my whole team uh, a whisper count. So the ref blew the whistle. One, two, three. And now the whole crowd is the whole crowd is five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, and then after the third one, the down ref tells the top ref to give my whole team a yellow card. So I'm like, so I'm. If you've ever seen me, people used to come just to watch me. I'm a theater yeah. performer, and I'm like, so basically, what you're saying is I'm getting a yellow card because you're not doing your fucking job. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying they're like red. I'm like, I'm getting fucked. I'm like, and I, I, I do this. I'm like, you see this? This is us. This is us. So it's one of those things where, like, the refs see me, they're like, oh, God, it's, it's this dude again. Yeah. So in addition to just me being a workaholic, because this, this is what I wanted to do when I grew yeah. up, um, and my, I was theater performance. At the time, I was coaching. I was also pursuing my BFA in acting. So, okay. you know, I was at Hunter for a cup of coffee, like we said before the mm-hmm. podcast. They had an NCAA team. I don't know what it felt like, but this theater program, I ranked number two. I auditioned. I got in, and I'm like, all right. It's a good place awesome. to finish school. Let's do this, you know. Across the street from where I was working. Yeah. Cardiology practice. So. Okay. Um, so, shoot. Since we only got an hour and we're 40 minutes in and these questions are piling up. God, this feels like half interview, half podcast. This is the cool thing about having good volleyball players. All right. Jim McNamee. Question. Uh... Theo is often touted as one of the top blockers. How has blocking changed over the years? And what differences from other blockers blockers who don't touch balls he does? If, do you get Ooh. that question? Um, yeah, as far as the how it's changing over the years, um, yeah. I like to think I was ahead of the time. But So now the, what, what they're teaching on USA, what people are doing international, is a lot more deception. Right. Um, and that since I've stepped on the beach, that's been my only goal, um, which upset a lot of my partners at the beginning because they want someone who just goes straight over. Yeah. But I like to play games with people. So I like to make moves outside my body, show them something, take them, take something yeah. and then and then be able to play. I want people like being super unsure of what I'm doing at the net. So I think actually it's going more that way. Yeah. Um, I think you even see like Phil's making those types of moves, Jake. Um, not that they're copying me, but that's just, and I think also the international tour, people are so athletic now that it's a little bit harder to get away with like yeah. line blocking the majority of the game than throwing in some angles because no, they'll just, just bounce it all yeah. game. So They're also better, um, I shouldn't say this, I'll say it, they're better coached too. You know, they're elite athletes that... that it's that, it's um, much more serious. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're training, they're not doing 
the standard U.S. things like four days a week, yeah. three and, with And John. I don't mean to use Mullen Storm as an, as an example for everything yeah. because it's too extreme uh, to the top good team. Example, and, yeah. yeah, no, but they're the number one team and you got to pick other examples because... Well, those guys um, almost never yeah. do any sort of basic defense. Yeah. I mean, they're well, they always a, reading and... Well, they have yeah. a uh, the high school. They have the, their high school is yeah. a volleyball academy. Yeah, they grew academy. up playing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, Christian Sorum actually said his brother... Um, got a brother coming up saying he's better than him or was that Andrews I'm not, I think it was Christian said his brothers who's um you know I think a senior in high school if not already graduated I talked to him two years ago um said come watch out you think I'm good watch out for yeah. this kid so as long as it's not Mole's brother yeah. <laughs> no I don't on. want anyone better than that no player. hell no <laughs> so. how do you like playing in um with Hayden in Hawaii they played well together anything and we've already covered that but the other the part two of the question anything we would have done differently yes. uh, <laughs> i'll tell you exactly what that is uh i think we we did a pretty good job talking throughout the whole tournament adjusting our d when needed what i have the one like thing that i could have changed other than like you know other teams making good plays was uh we served jake we were on jake in the final uh-huh served him almost all the balls once we got to the freeze i don't know how many serves we had like 10 chances at match point serve jake every ball and he just kind of at the end of games he's really really good with his vision he hits the ball really high i was a little more gassed so to block jake well you really need to get up big and be able to like at least touch that high line spatch thing he does and i wasn't even close to it and we should have gone we should have gone a few at taylor like without question so that was that was something like I had an inkling. I think I might have mentioned something to John, and we're like, "Nah, like we know what works on Jake, and we can do it." But Jake played amazing, yeah. um, and so the the thing we could have done differently is throw Taylor some balls at the end there for sure. So because yeah. he was probably out of rhythm, we haven't been serving him much. It's true. Um, yeah, I like that. So I that. Mean, <laughs> so. No, I mean, look, it, I didn't think you needed to change much as much as I thought you guys needed to just finish. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're up one set to zero. You're yeah. up twenty fifteen. Um, I mean, maybe it was more about what they changed. Maybe they maybe just survived survived long enough to stab, yeah. you know, punch yeah. a hole in the gas tank. Yeah, you know, like if you're if you've ever watched MMA, like I, I was watching a match a few a few years ago, Conor McGregor against Chad Mendes, mm-hmm. um, was in one of these elite wrestlers, you know, former D1 guys, and the whole time they're on their feet, he's kicking them right here in the gut. And every time he's kicking him, it's like he's wincing, he's wincing, he's stabbing the gas tank, you know, because he knew Chad took the fight nine yeah. days nine days notice. Chad walked around one sixty three, the fight is one forty five, so it's not something you get a gradual weight cut in training. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man, you're gonna they're gonna have to bring they're yeah. gonna have to bring me in the gurney, you know. So yeah, so don't be listen, don't be. You don't want to get worn out. Stop these fucking qualifier matches, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop think, doing them extra days, I think man. I'm out now. I think yeah. I'm out now. So. All right, good. Because Baranek, Baranek had the gas tank for that, you know, for Manhattan Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a t- those matches were tough because we probably, I, I think we should have beaten uh, Miles and Ryan. But there was just like, I hadn't played with John in forever, so I kept not giving him, like, he would dig a ball. Yeah. RD was great. Um, yeah. But I just wasn't. I, like Reed wanted the high transition ball, so I was used to that. John mm-hmm. wants you to just jam it in there. So there was a ton yeah. that I set him off the net. We had easy points. Yeah, I think we had a chance to go up uh, in the third set. Um, so just so many like missed opportunities. Well, I, you know, I think cr- that's why we stuck together. We're like, hey, we just convert like a few of these and 
There was listen well. out of all the matches they played, it was pretty cool that you guys went the third set. Everybody else they beat two zero. You know, I mean, there was um, their loss. There's Rafa and Ed, who I was. I know that because I was filming and I was whatever. Um, I ended up coaching against them three times, actually twice in the qualifier. So Rob, Rob and Rob, Rob McLean and Aurora. Uh, we okay. we won the first set because I knew. Baranek was twitching. Um, oh, oh, we what lost he does in two is, to them. We lost in three to yeah. Brian and uh, Miles. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And we were on them. Good. They they played great. They made a ton of good plays. Uh, that was the height of like like I was always just gassed last year because yeah. because it was really hard for me to I couldn't run or ride on the bike because my calf was always like on the verge of just tearing. Uh, I had like Achilles stuff because of the calf. Yeah. So because, I was just like the whole time just breathing hard. Yeah. 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 Um, so I just wasn't in great shape. So. I think finally by Hawaii I was like acceptable, but uh, but that was everyone's plan. It was just Sergio he's gonna give out eventually. Yeah. So, and everyone Dude. who did that in Hawaii yeah. suck it. So yeah, fine, exactly. Yeah, so. except Jake and Taylor at work. No, <laughs> except Bill and Eric who, who pretty much did it. Manhattan at work. In Manhattan at work. Yeah, so. yeah. I went coaching against him three times. Uh, yeah. Rob and Rob. We and we won the first set to mm-hmm. credit because I I had a beat on um. Um, Eric's twitch reaction. He's the, he does a twitch where he jumps left that allows him to, to, to absorb the hard driven. or he's And his first step on the line over is just huge. His first step okay. is big, which allows him to have immediate speed as opposed to building up speed. So he would he would face the hitter and then on his twitch, instead of just twitching this way, he twitched slightly to the left where he's there, you know, and um, boom, everything he's playing yeah. right shoulder up. So, it's, so the cut would have to be elegant. It would have to be a perfect play. Or your line over would have to be just ridiculous or, you know, just, and, you know, split seam and all that shit. Yeah. So I thought he played really good defense, but I had a beat on him. And I told, I told Rob, who's playing defense against him, and um, um, this, is, this is what Eric is doing on transition. This is what Eric is doing on side out. And they basically cancel each other out. On the third set, yeah. Bill, Bill was hitting shots, like short cross, and D'Aurora missed. Then Bill hit, and then Rob, then D'Aurora missed. And when it's 15 13, yeah. when it's yeah. 15 11, those are the plays you think about when everyone, maybe not you're necessarily um, evenly matched, but you evenly match that game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For Where sure. everybody's yeah. busting ass, and it does come down to these three points. And yeah. you, and you, bro, you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, more sure. than for most. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so um, what was your first job as a kid? First job? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, he said, I fucking work, Jay. <laughs> First <well>, job. <laughs> no, it was uh, Look at Miranda. the local ba- bagel shop. Because I actually, I totaled my car in like a three mile an hour, like stupid accident. I still blame the brakes, by the way, mom and dad. But uh, yep. busted my car because it was like a Chrysler Sebring I hit. And the, the like tail was like lifted a little bit for whatever reason on that car. So it just mangled the engine. And my parents were like, all right, so you're going to be paying this back. Uh, what kind of job do you want? I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so local bagel shop. I went and worked there. I would work like 4 a.m. to noon, Saturday and Sunday. Was that here? In high school. No, no, no. The, in, in Ridgefield. Okay. In Ridgefield. Well, so, you, yeah, yeah. Well, you could sell some bagels there. Well, go ahead. Sorry. So, I mean, that was it. And it was the worst. So it was like everyone was doing their party, hanging out. And I'd be like, man, I got it. Go yeah. like cut bagels at four a.m. So, Trust me, I know. but it was good. I mean, yeah. you mess something up, you gotta, you gotta repair the damage. So, mine yeah. was um, iron work. It's fourteen years. Iron old. work. My, my dad. I'm the son of an iron worker, so he had his own side business called Mobile Weld, and I guess the 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 the, the extent of our quality time, 
was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and sun, wow. oh, Sunday afternoons. We were we were, they were they were they were hardcore church people. So okay. it was one of them things where we did, we made we tried not to work Sunday, but you know, I don't know we're lugging that, lugging that money too. But so yeah, I was um I, I learned how to read blueprints. I would do all the cutting. Um, he'd do the welding. I paint or whatever. Oh, so okay, so, we were both cutting things. Yeah, definitely. Same, <laughs> same level of coolness. Yeah. yeah, but if you, you go to New you York, you iron me bagels. Like if you go to New York <laughs> and if you go to Seventy Second Street from Fifth Avenue all the way to the river, these little uh, gates surrounding the trees. Uh-huh. My dad and I, my dad and I did all. Oh those. wow, we that's awesome! So that's time, really cool. Every time I go to New York, I'm like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing remaining from my bagel. Yeah, bagel experience. Yeah, have you ever been to jail or visited jail? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, cool. No, Miranda. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on! How did that no sound? <laughs> I cover my tracks. <laughs> She's like, I'm not putting this camera on me anymore. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm just in a tech. <laughs> I mean, yourself? Um, three times. What? I've been to jail three times, but not Visiting. which. No, actually, eight times. Um, I was part of a prison ministry for Coney Island oh, Gospel wow. Assembly, where um, my mom made me sing choir because I have the gift. You know, I could mm-hmm. sing. Um, like, I don't know if you follow my karaoke thing. I don't have a go-to. I sing everything. I mean, I but, will um, now. <laughs> um, but I didn't like being in a choir because they had me set up as an outsider. They just didn't. I was I was never one of them. So my father's like, um, let's get up early before church and we do we'll do it. They, only the only the men were allowed to do prison ministries and they didn't have enough men. It was a church full of women. So I'm like, I'll go. And they're like, you're fucking sixteen. And I'm like, I'll wow. go. So I go to Brooklyn House of Detention. Um, I don't even know if it exists anymore. Rikers Island. And in the morning, we would just talk about if people want to talk about God, let's talk about God. You know. Again, we, I was fire and brimstone. You know, hardcore yeah, back then. Yeah. Um, or if you don't want to talk about God, just let's talk about anything. So it was basically just one of those things like, you know, I'm asking why you're here. You know, does this make sense why you're here? Why yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, you're, you're not you're not trying to come down on anybody. You, you're just you just want to talk. And anytime they can they can have time away from whatever their everyday routine is helped. Christmas took the choir there, you know, sang Christmas Carol. So probably a total of eight times, but in my mind only three because the holidays were the time I felt like where I wanted to be I honest in my heart of hearts wanted yeah. to be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sitting here singing Christmas songs yeah. to a guy that doesn't want to fucking be in jail. You know, you think they're not they're not gonna want your company. It's you know, but they did they did and I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. You got any uh, family in the military? Uh I do not. No. Uh, so not a lot, not a lot of military action in, in my family other than uh I think my great uncle mm-hmm. um, had died in a Monte Casino okay. in uh, World War Two, but oh, other than that, Marines. Um, then, yeah, right. Yeah, Monte yeah, Casino's yeah. Um, Navy. That was Navy and Marines. Your boyfriend said, "Nah, she's what soft." <laughs> you ain't going to jail. <laughs> nah, she's soft. <laughs> oh my God, Miranda has not people. been to Greg Faulkner. Miranda has not been to Jail yet. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's an awesome human being. I think I think you might know him. Um, he's like a tall um, African American guy. You see him on Oh yeah, yes, Mr. Snack. I played I played against him in the Six Man a couple yeah. times, yeah. stuff like that. So let's just say Greg is the guy that everybody asks to play fours and nobody asks to play doubles. And I'm just okay. like, I'm like, honestly, he's gotten better. I'm like, dude, I'll retire. I'll play. I'll play at Huntington, which I got. I just I'd like to play behind a giant. You know, he's a North Cal Northridge kid. Second team, okay. all, second team All-American. Did you play college? 
Uh, yeah, I played Santa Barbara. That's right. Yeah. We, we, we talked on the last show I had about that. You played at Santa Barbara. And that, is that where you met Mansfield? Uh, yeah, he was, let's see, I think he was a junior yeah. when I was a redshirt freshman. So mm-hmm. we played together one year. Um, and then he ended up assistant coaching for a couple of years um, after Todd left. So he was awesome. He was just like very level-headed, even-keeled. And then he was my first uh, beach partner for AVP qualifiers and such in like 2010. So. Yeah. Dude, I talked about the epitome of hard work earlier in this podcast. How could I dare talk about the epitome of hard work and not even mention Aaron Mansfield? Uh, the, yeah. the combination of being a talented coach and working hard at the same time. Yeah. He's one of the... the and I've, I've gotten around. Look, I was in Barcelona for the Olympics. I was playing in Germany at the time. Uh, so I talked to the um, the head coach from the Netherlands, Myra Trebich, who actually... Can, I was an outside hitter. He told me to set, so I became a setter since then. Ended up coaching his son, but that's at Hunter High School, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Mansfield is one of the best five coaches, indoor coaches, I've ever met in my life. And I'm, I'm talking to Hugh McCutcheon, like this elite group of coaches and how his mind works and, and the when and the what and what the hard work that uh, made him become what he's become. I have so much respect for that. Yeah. Guy. I'm like John Mayer. I love John Mayer, but he's not even the best coach at LMU. <laughs> you know, the best coach is the guy who fucking beat BYU, you know, the number one seed to get yeah. into the dance. You he's know? great. I'm actually, I'm always trying to get yeah. him out to the beach. He came out one time mm-hmm. last year. I'm trying to get him out this week. Yeah. Uh, but he's the he's one of those guys just like yeah, 10 minutes with him too. and his eye. Yeah. He like, he'll just be like, oh, like try this and you're like yeah. oh my god like he, he basically like fixed my passing last year i got in like this weird passing funk i usually yeah. don't struggle that much uh even though i think people think i do but real comfortable passing but i got in kind of a funk and he's like he's like oh you're just like start moving before they serve start reading before they serve yeah. like you're just like yeah. you have your hands on your and i was like oh i didn't even realize i started doing that yeah and just fixed. Sometimes we have that habit of a moon with our hands together before we get there, and maybe that's yeah, what he's talking yeah. about. It was but more I, I was just yeah. static as the ball's being served. So uh, then I start, yeah. so my read and like my first movement is like as the ball's being hit, as opposed to like you pretty much know based off how they toss it, yep. where like what their Tossing arm looks contact, like, where the yeah. ball's going, even if you don't consciously know, your body knows. So just starting, so like, all right, either like I'm sliding forward, I'm sliding back, I'm sliding to the side because I know where it's going. And then so it's just so up, much easier. So you're just so in you're, a better spot every ah, time. Okay. So, so your struggle was you're, uh, you, you wound up making like more than one move, like a second move because yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. I was just in, starting my read too late. Yeah. yeah. I like and it was that. like weird because, yeah, you play long enough, like you think there's things that you never had an issue with and then you play long enough and all of a sudden you'll lose this one thing that you just took for granted and you're like, shit, how do I get it back? Like, yeah. But it's, it's a fun part of the game too. Like yeah. it'll happen with blocking. I'm like, man, like, what did I ch- I haven't changed anything like mentally, but and then I'll have to watch like eight hours of video and be like, oh, yeah. oh here's what I'm not doing now. So Well, so. I was actually, I played for the first time in months. Um, friends invited me Sunday morning and they're, you know, uh, a, a more advanced level training group. Um, and they were like, what's the difference between those tall guys and the tall guys in the AVP? Someone comes up to me and I'm like, just the discipline. You know, I'm like, that guy over there, he's got good hands, but did he square his shoulders to the pole? You know, um, does he need to square his shoulders to the pole? Um, as far as margin for error is concerned, yes. You know, yeah. like, because if you're, if you're doing this and, you're mar- and you miss, your margin for error is behind his head or, you know what I'm saying, like over the net, just some things where, where they're, they're using style points instead of keeping their discipline. Yeah. You know, I have a friend, Ren, Ren Osborne, one of the best outside hitters I've ever met in my life. He said, the game looks more beautiful when you do it right. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it looks I, easy. And, yeah. and I learned, that's what I learned from Aaron. I picked up from Aaron. One, holding your platform at the end, 
That's that little foolish thing where you keep your arms out there and you feel like a dork, but that creates the hard wall, padded wall effect where, um, and you get what I'm saying. And the people, yeah, yeah. And, and the people listening, these are volleyball people listening to this episode yeah. of the podcast, so they get what I'm saying. Um, and the second thing was facing the hitter. Because sometimes some of the people I'm coaching, they're facing the hitter, then on their twitch, they wind up facing the net. And then it, yeah. mess, it messes up their direction of pursuit. They're going one direction with a cut or the whatever goes right by them, or they have to make a second move to come in. Yeah. And then their line over, you know, uh, they have to make a second move if it's a shorty, or or they get jumbo fucked because yeah, their yeah. first move, they're, they're, just, they're just going a completely different direction. And, and you, jumbo you, fucked. Yeah, and you, you like that one? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so um, that's a cool thing about a podcast. I'm going to keep right? that one. <laughs> I'll credit you every time. I like every it. Time I cool. Side is good. It'll put me up a little bit. <laughs> Listen, this is why I'm glad to have you on the podcast. There's a lot of people where, like, you know, because I'm a performer and I'm a coach, you know, um, nobody's putting anyone up today. Having you on my show, you putting me up right now, man. Every, you're, oh, you're, dude, you know, I'm you're, surprised anyone knows who I am that's yeah. on these. So. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> the cool thing about this, a lot of these people don't even live here. They're, yeah. they're not, I mean. I figured all the, the questions would be like, who is Theo? Yeah. <laughs> so well, the so cool good. Th- I at least know four people know who I am. So yeah. Sweet. That's, and the, there's something to be said about being known in the bubble, this five zip code um, yeah, yeah, area yeah. where where if you never left, you would think volleyball is the number one sport in the United States. Yeah, yeah. But there's also this big world, as you know, because you've, yeah, you've, yeah. you've been playing FIVB. You've been playing FIVB. Yeah, Connect, you'd know more than anybody because yeah. you spent your, your, your bi-coastal like that, you know? You look at some of the, you're at adult nationals, and like if you look at the semis and finals, all the whole, all of the teams are in New York or New Jersey, yeah, yeah. you know? Bameso is not North Carolina, okay? I set for that team. Bameso, who won, um, we won 2004 and 2005. It's an all, all, all Dominican oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. I played I play with Paul Mitchell a couple of times. Yes. And Ooh, we had a real. Almost a scrap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I wasn't involved. Um, I think that was like right after I mangled my shoulder. Yeah. So I wasn't playing as much that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must have been. It was 06. I think it was Kala. Yep. And maybe Matt Belk, who was on our bench, yeah. and they were chirping to each other. And Kala, who I played with in Italy, and yeah. we're, we're buddies. I like him a lot. And, okay. But he like, he's someone you don't really want to mess with. And I, nice. I believe fired up. Belk just keeps yelling all this crazy. And like Team Paul Mitchell were just drinking the whole time, and so everyone's like talking a bunch of crap to each other. And uh, Kala's like, and I grew up in Cuba. Like this is fucking yeah. guy talking to me right now, and he took it personal. Yeah. And, and it was a really close match, I believe. It's uh, interesting, must have too. Must have three. Yeah. And the only reason why I remember Kala, uh, I, I, I didn't go to nationals with him, but I set for, because Ulysses, uh, the guy who runs the program, mm-hmm. Uli, uh, we were college rivals. He played for New Pulse. He played for Tony okay. Bonilla. So, and, I, and at that time, I played for Hunter. We beat you twice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't losing to anyone that was, you know, local. We, yeah. we, were, we were proud. But, um yeah, so I set for them, but I didn't go to Nationals because they wanted me to pay my own way. Like, then Batista, he gets a free ride. He didn't even, you know, oh, yeah. he, he oh, wasn't yeah. even Victor. with, he, I yeah. mean, the whole time, he wasn't <laughs> even with the team. He was playing college at BYU, yeah. so, he, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm not carrying them, because you don't need to carry that yeah. team. You just need to, like, put both hands up yeah. and not beat yourself. Similar to Chris Austin with, with, Ir, with Irvine, you know. Um, yeah, so, Cube, I remember, the, what's his name, because he was Cuban. Color. The whole yeah. team was Dominican. Yeah. You know, um, Oz was with him for a little bit. He's he's Cuban too. Okay. Um, but the whole team, to my, uh, you know, um, Caballito, um, who was al- uh, called Alejandro Flores. That's not yeah. his real name. I'm busting people out right now. It's not your real name, um, Frankie. 
who spent a lot of time on the West Coast. I don't even know his last yeah. name. So that was the, one of the funnest teams I ever, I ever yeah. set for. They only lost a set. They won two years in a row. They won they, in 2004, 2005. They only lost one set. They okay. were ridiculous. Yeah, when I played them, it was... It was after. It was, it was, that was, it was like maybe just 2008. Yeah, because that was when the little I think scrap I went happened. 2008, 2009, 2010. Because that's, that's when I heard... Yeah, there was almost the fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, people like, like yeah. going in on each other. I think at one point... That same guy that was getting Kala angry, like tried to defuse the situation, but at a yeah. bar later and like walked up to a group of the Bummy So players yeah. and they were just like, the fuck out of my face. Yeah. And, like, and well, I was you, like, I'm you just about, getting away well, from on, this. Come on, you're a Bob Coaster, dude. Like some reason, this whole West Coast thing, like when they hit and staring you down and when they shake hands, they're staring you down. I grew we're, up in Connecticut, so no, I'm but, not, I don't know much about but, any of that. But, but listen, where certain Someone people, stares me down. But like, where certain people are from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to take that in <laughs> no but where certain people are from that, that staring people down that means something different you know oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. look I'll just speak for myself I'm not about that life but where I grew up if you stare at somebody like that that, yeah. that, that means you're fighting that just means you're fighting. So Calla, actually, Calla played for Paul Mitchell. So I'm going to correct yeah. myself on that. Calla didn't play for Bob Mesa. And I was like, um, did Calla play for Paul Mitchell or Bob Mesa? I swear that one year it was, it was Bob Mesa. He never played on Paul Mitchell with me. Okay. Um, Greg Faulkner. He might be talking about, okay, that's fragmented. My bad. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cool, but yeah, man. but then someone in Connecticut, like, maybe you'll, yeah, you'll stare someone down to be like, the it's, tougher of like a bunch fun. of non-tough yeah. kids like mm-hmm. but yeah you do that to someone who grew up in a different environment it's a whole different it story, means you're so. fighting dude yeah. you know I, I mean i was coaching evolution duncan avery's kids and the kid shook my hand like that and i looked at him and he kept looking at me then i looked at the coach to see the coach saw it. the coach saw it yeah i don't even know where his parents are now you know to see that so no one did anything about it yeah. i went to their bench and i said come here for a second huddle up yeah. <laughs> the wrong team they're like you're coaching that team what do you mean? <laughs> and i said listen Never make it about anything about who, except who won and you lost. If yeah. you won, shake my hand, be a man, and look me in my eye, and that's cool. But that whole stare down thing, I'm telling you, when you go to nationals, there are teams that don't play that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I actually, and the coach is like, oh, you stared at the person, this and that. I'm like, no, you're a coach. You should see that guy. You should reel that 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 nonsense in. And I don't know what the parents are thinking, but if you I'm not. If you were my son, you get drop kicked. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. did that, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, in front of everyone, everybody yeah, watching. So sure. I'm not saying beat your kid's ass. I'm just saying show some respect. Yeah, so for sure, for sure. did you play uh, what position? Did you play uh, middle? You played middle. Thankless yeah. fucking job, dude. No wonder you're playing. Dude, it's the worst. Right and I switched, and I actually mangled my mm-hmm. my shoulder because uh, I switched outside. And then our first match of the year, I got like 60 swings. It was my senior year. We graduated a bunch of other really good players. So I was getting all the sets. Uh-huh. Took an awkward swing. And it's like, it's basically never been the same since then. So yeah. I had a one little moment in the sun and then just yeah. right back to the middle. So middle is yeah. hard. It is thankless. Very, very hard to be a good middle blocker. Uh, but when I see a good one mm-hmm. in terms of blocking, because everyone can hit, it's pretty yeah. easy. But uh when I see a good blocker, I think it's it's really hard, and it's one of those things that it's almost not a lot of coaches can coach it because so few people are really good at it. So like, there's so many things that are like, I, I'm like, wow, like I could change that. That's in my this guy. my first like, indoor job. I was a blocking coach. So, okay, um, because I played in Germany, and and at that time, if you didn't stop people at the net. <laughs> 
or yeah. slowed them down at the net. You weren't you weren't digging you weren't yeah. digging anything. Nobody's yeah with a fast offense. Yeah, nobody and nobody's twitch reaction was yeah. fast enough. So yeah, um, I totally agree with that in the yeah. sense that at, um, um, at Hunter. Um, again, small D3 school. So all of us are 6'2", 6'3", across the board. Someone has to block middle. Yeah. So we just had to show discipline and touch it up. Chase chase down a dig. Set our star hitter on the outside. Yeah. Blocked, cover, set. Yeah. Block, <laughs> cover, set, use. You know, so yeah. it was... And back then it was side out too. Yeah. So that was death of a thousand yeah, yeah, cuts. Talk yeah. about stabbing your gas tank, yeah. bro. So, yo, oh my God. Ooh, we're, we're past. Oh, um, it's, fine. it's fine, it's fine. All right, I'm, cool. I'm good actually, so... We did a good I ended job. up, uh, I was supposed to go into the gym, get some work done. I went in with my daughter this morning and uh, Mike, the, the head athletic trainer with USA yeah. Volleyball was in there. So I actually got to get it done. So so oh, now nice. the only thing I, I've had uh, two, I have to go do a little serving pass. So nice. so I can stay for another 15. So. That's cool. Yeah. Well, maybe. Or not. If you, if nah, you we use this. I got a little, little three-year-old who, who, who might want to smile at you. Oh, you can say hi to her okay. upstairs. I've, um, I got the nanny from heaven. I got a girl who's who was a longtime active player. She went to Harvard, so I got I, I'm in a good situation right okay. now. Um, for me, again, I'm not going to talk about me because this is about this episode's about you. But the, um, me steering the right way and not getting caught up in the validation game was my most difficult challenge when I moved here. Mm-hmm. You know, because you get passed up and then all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck you. You know, I, I coached here, I did this, yeah, I did yeah, that, yeah. and next thing you know, you start talking like people you despise yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, be- yeah. you become what you despise yeah, so sure. so I, my first year was challenging like that mm-hmm. i was just it was i was in fact i told kelly i'm like because she thought this whole california thing was a good idea and you've gone back and forth yeah, you can relate yeah. i'm like i told her i said if you want to kill me take me back to brooklyn and kill yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> all right put put me under the verrazano put two on my head let me die like a man okay <laughs> like a real man don't let me die in the sand like a snake <laughs> you know so but um i got through that i made really good um I, I got a good circulation of friends but if you look at greg over here still posting greg is not just a friend he's a brother from respect the, for middles yeah right back yep. at you greg yep definitely <laughs> yes yeah, see international man of mystery united nations citizen of the world just this six this six degrees of separation yeah. everyone knows each other yeah. from him so i made close friends with him we sing twice a week karaoke Tower, oh, awesome. Tower okay. 12 on Thursday. Okay. Um, Hennessy's on Monday. So um, when your escapism becomes your career <laughs> and, and you need an outlet where, you, where you're, you're not, right? Because if your, your escapism, what you love to do, and you love to do this, when it becomes your career, when it's low, you're, you, you feel fucked up yeah, and you yeah. need an escapism. So mine is performing. Okay. Since I'm not doing shows, I'm not doing theater anymore. I did I did shows for like five years after I graduated and I yeah. off Broadway. But So that's our, our whatever. So Greg's a good friend. Uh, Rob McLean, who I keep talking about. He's mm-hmm. on, If you watch the split screen on, on YouTube or whatever, Facebook, he's the guy on the other screen with Sports Debate Tuesday. Okay. Okay. You should train with He's 25 years old. At some, This kid's coming up. You should train with him. He is. He trained with Ali San. Uh, uh, um, um, when Alison came came up from okay. Brazil a little bit, and he's just one of these guys flying into the radar. Rob, Rob I call him Rob. Keep him McLean, McLean. All right. <laughs> he's a defender. Yeah. Okay. He well, he's he's one of these guys that was a hybrid, and because of who is who was training with, he's had to block some. Yeah, yeah. But that's not. Yeah. In our heart of hearts, that's not that's not mm-hmm. who and what he is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, fuck. You know, I like to see you play some background. I'm sure you can you can long arm some stuff, right? 
right? I could get What's it done back step? there. I could get it done because all I have to do is fall over. One step, right? And One then, step uh, in a reach. Yeah. 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 What's your reach? It's still just reading. Like yeah. It's not like I'm going to stand there and wait for a line and run after it like a, like a newbie. Stafford so. Slick. <laughs> Stafford Slick, what's up? Keep grinding. Good stuff, boys. Thank you so much. What's up, Stafford? Yeah, man. Cool. Stafford's just loving this. Yeah, yeah. Stafford's got to come on. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a hoodwink him they're coming on the show. Me and Stafford, uh, we played some no jump yesterday, my third training. Me, uh-huh. me and Ryan Doherty against him and John Mesco. He won the match. It's me okay. and Ryan. Come on. Yeah. First set, though, me and Ryan won 21-9, I think, mm-hmm. Stafford. So. Do you, let me ask you, the way you guys play we the standing. basically won the match. The way you guys play the standing, though, I have a question since all four, everyone you just mentioned has reach. Do you go to the net and just I mean, we, stand, blo- stand and block? No. It's okay. still pretty hard to put the ball away. Unless you're Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like, Ryan straight up just hammers. He's hammering, like, sharp cross, like, deep middle, just <laughs> thumping. It's all, like, like he's thumping it at your face and you're hand digging. And then the rest of us were just, like, cut shots and, like, stuff like that. But I love the standing game. I mean, Stafford have been playing. It's, like, the perfect form of conditioning. It's low impact on your joints. Yeah. It's very volleyball-like. You work on your touch. So I'm, yeah. like, a huge You work on your game. balance, too. In this yeah. game, we're, like... It's so- just all ball control. It is. Yeah. It, well... Right, and those yeah. whether it's windy or whatever, there are certain there are x amount of things that you're gonna you're always gonna control um, more than Mother Nature and more than um, the other team. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about. I mean, from a simplest simplistic level, what sir, hundred yeah, percent yeah. in system setting, right? Yeah, Some yeah. gives you a perfect pass, the other team can't make yeah. you set poorly. Yeah. Um, but the the standing one is really about free ball, down ball control, and just yep. being accurate, transitionable digs, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You've heard this a hundred times. And then being that. decisive um, yeah. on your shots too, because you can just it's so easy to defend any yeah. sort of average shot. But. Yep. So you really have to go for it, which I like. So I, I love it too. I love watching it. And I loved having you on the podcast, my dude. Yeah, thanks, Jason. This has been, shake my hand. It's been brother. awesome. This has been great. <laughs> and again, got to give the people what I want. I've been, um, they've been asking about you and thought I'd reach out. And Theo Brunner, thank you for making this happen. For Theo Brunner, the big blocker. For Miranda Gagne, our hostess with the mostest. Ben, where's she at? Uh, <laughs> for everybody at home for everybody at, on their iPad on Starbucks from everyone on their iPhones I'm Jason DeBiss and I say so long love you guys that's it <laughs>